Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you on a game night. Ice District at Rogers Place. St. Louis Blues in town. Tickets still available. Visit EdmontonOilers.com for more information. Second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and supplies. You can reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063, and text us at 630-630. It's our Ashley Fine Floors text line. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. And uh, we are going to bring aboard, as, uh, in about 28 seconds' time, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. We'll tell you that guests on this show receive guest certificates to Japanese Village Steak and Seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park locations. Hello, David. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. I'm good. How are you, man? Good. I noticed you had a poll out on your site on Yessa Poliarvi with uh, Ken Holland heading over yeah. uh, to Finland for a tournament, a Four Nations Cup tournament, and is going to be playing for Finland. It was a pretty simple poll, wasn't it? Just two questions, because it comes down to that right now. They have till December 1st to trade him, or they can keep him there for the uh, full year. And it looked like uh, just it was. I just had it up for about 15 minutes, but we already had about 300 respondents. And 60% say keep him in Finland for the year. Uh, 40% were saying trade him uh, before December 1st. So I think the, the the smart play is keep him there the full year. He, he First of all, he may have a change of heart, want to come back to Edmonton. Second of all, he, he seems to be doing nothing but cranking up his value incrementally being in Finland, um, scoring, a, uh, being one of the top goal scorers over there, playing better hockey, getting healthy, getting more confident. So I just think it's the best for the player. He may not agree with that, but it's best for the player, and it's certainly best for the Oilers, and uh, that's what how most fans seem to be leading. I, I'm trying to recall, was it with Elliot Friedman uh, that Marcus Leto reinforced that Paul Yarby uh, again, despite Edmonton's strong tart start to the season, uh, does not see a return to Edmonton as a viable option for the player. The player wants a fresh start elsewhere. So, I mean, Correct. we're halfway, you know, we're two two months into the season or whatever, and his attitude hasn't changed. Um, it's it's interesting. I mean, the Oilers had some challenges that Todd McClellan had to deal with last year on the left side. Uh, you know, Milan, Lucic, and Tobias Reeder combined to score six goals. And at the start of the year on the right side last year, the Oilers, uh, you know, started the year with Ty Ratty, 
who got let go over in the KHL, uh, along with Paul Yarby and Yamamoto. And Yamamoto's applying his trade currently in the American League, having to work his way up. Very different-looking roster, isn't it, as a result of the fact that the moves. And, I mean, there's Lucic and Reeder down in Calgary right now. Thank and uh, in Paul Yarby's case, I got to tell you, I mean, you, you you get a lot of feedback on your site, Dave. Do you get the sense that the fans are kind of on the side of the organization on this one? I, I think the fans are loving what Ken Holland's doing. And, you know, it's no surprise that right now Leto and Paul Yarby himself in an interview, I think, yesterday said he doesn't want to come back. They they have they, they want to go to a city, new NHL city, sooner than later. So they're pushing right now before December 1st. His tune may change, though. Like, he's there for the full year. And let's see what happens after that. And I, I think fans are loving Ken Holland's patient approach. And the other thing is, Bob, when we look at this roster and we're looking for, you know, who's going to be the top six wingers? And there's huge questions heading into the season. And the good news is, I think that both Zach Cassian and James Neal proved themselves have so far have done okay, at least okay, in those roles. So we were going in. We didn't know if Cassie and Neil could do those jobs over uh, uh, yeah. the long term. And we're still there's still questions about that, but good returns so far. And I think that um, Sam Gagne and Joachim Nygaard are still decent, not great bets, but they're still decent bets to be two other guys who might be able to get that job done. Gagne... He's a much different player, don't you think, than, than when we saw him before in Edmonton. He's much more uh, responsible defensively. He's always on the uh, defensive side of the man or often on the defensive side of the man instead of trying to fish for a breakaway. Um, he's, he's smart now, both with and without the puck. I like him, actually, as a, as a winger. And, um, you know, this will give Benson and Yamamoto time on the farm to develop. If, they, if the next month we see whether Gagne and Nygaard can, can pan out, maybe if neither of them can, maybe then you'd trade Pugliarvi like December uh, 1st. Uh, but at that point, maybe Yamamoto or Benson are ready and you don't have to trade them. I, I think so if, lots Ken, of options. I, I'm going to say this. If Ken Holland does the trade now, I think it has to be for a real player. Yeah. I don't think it'll be prospect and picks. I think it'll be if he does it at this time, like in the next, you know, three three weeks or whatever it is. Uh, in the off season, you know, depends on the pick and how high the pick is going to be. But... I'm kind of with you. I don't see a lot of pressure, and I don't see Holland as being a reactionary general manager. On Nygaard, Dave, I'm going to say, I see him at some point getting a shot in the top six. Like, when you're that fast and quick on pucks, you can be useful to better players. What has surprised me is his uh, willingness to engage physically. So I had no idea about the player, like most of us had no idea, other than he was super fast and it scored well in the Swedish league. But he, he impressed. He's really willing to engage and physically get in there inside other people's uh, you know comfort zone, defenders' comfort zone, bang in there, get inside their sweater, and get the puck off them. And, and uh, good for him because he's not a, not a great big guy. Hey, Bob, what would you think? I remember before the season started, you, we were talking, uh, people were talking about a trade with the Rangers, which came up this week with Play RV. They have that Lemieux kid who's not off to a fantastic start this year, but... That would be an interesting idea. Why does uh, the, he keep the, moving? I, well, that's a good question. But he—I've sh- sure liked him when I've seen him because he is super feisty. Yeah, no, no, he's—he's he's got some bite in his game, but he might be one of those guys that drives his own teammates yeah. uh, nuts. He's, <laughs> uh, you know, like I, Claude Lemieux was an interesting guy, and I know during the court, like 
Sometimes his own teammates told him to settle it down and to keep his yap shut and to, to back yeah. off guys, right? So, uh, in Brendan's case, like, I think there's a player there in Brendan Lemieux. Like, and he's, I mean, he threw care around pretty easily last year. Like, he's not, he's he's got some strength despite the fact that he's not the big, he's six foot two. He's not, you know, his dad, when his dad decided to square up and actually throw, he could do quite well. Like, that's the thing about Claude. Like, he could, he could trade with you when you when he when he really wanted to. He could certainly do it. Um, he was a great player. He was on Team Canada. You, you know, it, it's funny on Brendan. I think I might have time for that more than some people in the Oilers organization. But I yeah. say that, David, and I mean this. I had more time for Matthew Kachuk than some other people that were here at that time as well. Uh, and let's it's, not talk about that. Well, if you did, you go, <laughs> did you go to the Memorial Cup that year? Any of the I games? Watched, I was watching him through the playoffs, Bob, because it looked like they, the owners were going to have a chance at him, right? It looked like he, it was going to be He was going to be right in the wheelhouse. And I was thrilled with the idea of either of those players coming to Edmonton. But I have to admit, when Pulley RV fell to them, I was like, I hadn't been watching. Uh, yeah, we were all. My reputation, I was also, I was ecstatic. So. Yes, everybody was ecstatic. and I. But but I will yeah. say this about Matthew Kitchen, and I, hey, make no mistake, if Calgary had had the fourth pick, they were taking Pulley RV. I mean, Brian Burke has admitted as much on the air. Yeah. Um, but Matthew Kachuk, like, if you'd seen him with London in the playoffs against Erie that year or at the Memorial Cup, he was he's a tough guy to pass on. And he, too, was a guy that some people thought, well, he might rank, you know, for the Calgary. Like, I didn't like his act in the one game against the Oilers last year. He is a, he is a terrific player. Like, he's I don't, yeah. he's helping. The he, Oilers didn't seem, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, they, they were never interested in him at number four. They were taking circuit shift all day. Well, I didn't mind that, but I don't know why they weren't interested in Kachuk because he was so skilled with the puck and he was so great on the boards. And you could just see like a, a really strong hockey mind at work at, at the junior level. Yeah. Plus, he was playing hurt and still killing it. So, like, what wasn't to like? I don't understand that at all, but uh, so be it. All right. Uh, you took issue with a couple of Dave uh, Tippett's moves, one involving Brandon Manning. Forget what the other one was. So... Um, I listen. I, I'm a big fan of Tippett, and I and I really love this kind of middle of the zone breakout from the defensive zone. I just think it's transformed the Oilers' breakout. They were so tied to going up the boards and so predictable. So I want to say that first. But uh, James Neal in overtime, that I just don't see how that. I don't think it's worked so far. I don't see it working in the future. It's just a time for your fastest skaters to be out there. They have Zach Cassian. They have Gaetan Haas, who's also a fast skater, who who they could play with Nugent Hopkins. They have a timeout they could even use, I think, in overtime. And they could, you know, you could call the timeout and just give put McDavid and Dreisaitl back out there. But Neil is, it's three on three hockey is all about speed, 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 and skill. He's got some skill, but he, he legs behind the play and it cost him the other game. So the other one was bad. Can I tell you, I'm going to tell you this right now. The guy that misread that play was Darnell Nurse. He's got to break the, he's got to, yeah. he's got to break the pass up. I mean, he you got Nugent Hopkins in a trail position. He got beat with a quick inside move initially by Schmaltz, but Nugent Hopkins was in the right spot and Koskinen was in the right spot to make the play. And yeah. that pass, it was almost like Darnell was unaware uh, that that Derek Stepan was there. And and so as much as we can be upset, at, and, and, and I'll even throw this out to you, if it was me, I would contemplate going a second unit that's got Darnell Nurse on that unit but with That's Ethan Bear, with Ethan Bear, yeah. I, I yeah. might go two defensemen. I might go two defensemen, and I know Darnell's going to make plays in the future, so that's why I'm not going to freak out. But Darnell would be the first to tell you, he's got to he's got to have a stick there, 
to take away the passing angle on the play for uh, that got that got finished by Derek Stepan. He's, he's, yeah, he's got to make a better play it. there. Yeah, he does. I don't know. I don't know. He looked like he was in position, and suddenly it went through him. So I don't get it at all. So the other thing is Manning. Like I, I don't mind Brett. He's a battler, Brandon Manning. But you have um, puck moving is such a premium for NHL teams and and for defenses now. And we've seen it with the Oilers doing better at that this year. You have a player on the farm, Caleb Jones, who is who excelled not only in Bakersfield last year, but when he was on the third pairing, Bob, he did so well in Edmonton. It was only when he was moved up to the top pairing that he started to get caved in against top attackers. So Caleb Jones is uh, an elite skater and a, and a decent, a, a good puck mover. And I would just love to see him slot in there um, uh, on the third pairing if they're going to be sitting uh, Joel Pearson for any extended length of time. Okay. Okay, Roll, remember that comment. Okay. We'll, we'll see. You know, I just don't see the puck. How about this, Bob? When you see Manning and Benning, both hard battling players go out there with the dry side of McDavid line, it's so discouraging to me. Who are they playing? Back. Who are they, who are they playing tonight? Well, they they are playing the Blues, so I'll give you that. I'll they're playing. The they're playing a bigger, playing heavier physical team. Yeah, they're yeah. playing a bigger, heavier team tonight. Let's see what happens tonight, and then against New Jersey, it's somewhat to me like, hey, person. I think we can agree. Person struggled against Pittsburgh, and he struggled. Yeah. He had a he had a good game in Columbus, but the whole team did. Makes you wonder when Columbus had their team Halloween party because they had no juice at all. <laughs> and uh, and then against Pittsburgh, it was a real fast team. Person got challenged. And against Arizona, who can skate, they got challenged. Now St. Louis is big, David, and they lean on you. And so it's a little bit understandable for me. For And it, maybe it's just a one-off that Manning's in there tonight. Well, that's that's I'm okay with that, obviously. St. Louis is a big team, as you say. But... Listen, he played, I think it was seven games the yes. first run. They had Lagerson up. I don't know why Lagerson didn't get in a game. And it seems to me Jones, Fair. like for the modern NHL, Jones yeah. is, is the guy. Well, he, he did. He yeah. already proved himself at the NHL level last year in the third pairing. So. They're, in a tr- they're in a good spot moving forward here because obviously Bear has been really good. Fantastic. Right? Yeah. And, and they know Bouchard's probably got the highest offensive ceiling of all our defensemen. He'll be here next year. They've got Jones, who either he plays here or he ends up being a piece. They've got Proberg in a couple of years, like, and they've already got Clefbaum and Nurse. Like, they're in a pretty good spot on defense. David, how do people Sweet. follow you? Call to hockey, Bob. Just Google it, and there we are. Awesome stuff. All right, we're getting some texts on your uh, on your uh, appearance today, so we'll get to some of those when we get back. Okay, David. Alrighty, thanks, Bob. You bet. It, you. Yeah, it's one twenty in Edmonton. I do want to tell you this at this time that you can go down and see my uncle Milt. That's right, Milt, out at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin, where cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. It's uh, it's a cold one today. Get a no-charge winter performance package on most cars, trucks, and SUVs, plus 0% financing on Ford 150s at Brent Ridge Ford. They sit there, and you do the deal, and then they don't take you into the back end of financing and hammer you four times over again. Brent Ridge is an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. You got Johnny out there, Rich, Milt. I think there's a Calgary Flames fan, but I keep forgetting the guy's name. We'll just leave that the way it is. The forgettable Calgary Flames fan out at uh, Brent Ridge Ford in uh, Wetaska. You can... uh 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Reach them at one 477 3673 or visit Brentridge.com. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Thanks, Jajar. It's uh, 124 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer in Ice District at Rogers Place. Oilers and the Blues tonight. Blues come in with a record of 10-3-3. Edmonton is 10-4-2. Top team in the Central against the top team in the Pacific. To the Oilers Injury Report, brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. All right, for St. Louis, out five months after getting shoulder surgery, five-time 30-plus goal scorer Vladimir Tarasenko. The Oilers are getting healthier. Uh, Adam Larson's probably, there's a chance Adam Larson could be back before the end of the month. Remember, what is it today? November the 6th? So maybe by the 27th, three weeks from now? Possibility he could be back. He got hurt in the first week of the year and uh, was believed he'd be out six to eight weeks at that stage. Uh, the Oilers had a couple other guys currently on IR at forward, and that is Joe Kim Nygaard and Josh Archibald, and they were flying around at today's optional skate. Uh, Riley Sheehan uh, was held out uh, for concussion-like, uh, well, it just, you know, did not play the game in Pittsburgh after he got smoked by Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, he's closing in on return as well, so we can see some movement with the Oilers roster. Tonight, the Oilers will have McDavid with Dreisaitl and Gagne, Nugent Hopkins with Neil and Cassian, Haas with Yurcho and Chason, and Cave with Kara and uh, Patrick Russell. Nurse with Bear, Clefbaum with Russell, Manning with Benning, Mike Smith starts in goal. He'll oppose Jake Allen, who Edmonton's had some success with over the years. To our Ashley Fine Floors text line, Jason from Penticton says, Bob, it's 11 degrees in Penticton today. Jason, you're that guy. What can I tell you? You're that guy. Out of Grand Prairie, Alberta, Bob, I thought David Staples was bang on, right on every point. David, it's great to see that you've got a cousin up in Grand Prairie. Um... Uh, Bob, if Person can't keep up, why is he even here? Send him down and call up Jones. Um, you could, for I mean that that's an option. Like Person can go down; he's on an entry level deal, so he can go down. Maybe give it another week. We'll wait and see on that uh, uh, stage. That at some point here, maybe just give it another week because I think Person might get one more game before. He just had a couple tough. Those were two pretty good teams. Pittsburgh and Arizona could really escape. Oilers GM says, Bob, I never thought of a timeout in OT, but that's a smart idea to rest the big boys. I wonder if Tippett considers doing it in the future. 
Another text from Rusty. Bob, the thing about the nurse play is just before Arizona uh, brought the puck back the other way, nurse had gone end-to-end with it, then still managed to get back to be the first man back. Nurse messed up, but he had to have been gassed. And I'm not a nurse fan at all, says Rusty. I think Holland should look at trading him for max value before they sign him to a contract worth way too much. That one comes to us from Rusty. Well, Darnell Nurse is... uh, He's got leadership ability. There's no. It's good you recognize Rusty that he he can fly and he can back up. Uh, I think he would have liked to have had that overtime playback. Just my own personal. I haven't spoken to him yet, but pretty uh, uh, pretty uh, good bet that uh, he'd like to have that playback. Uh, out of uh, Grand Prairie, different texter says, "Hey, I like Joel Person. I just think he needs uh, some time to figure it out." And Bob, are Benning and Pogliarvi the Oilers' two best trade trips, uh, trade chips? And would either, or the, would the two of them get Andreas Athanasiu out of Detroit? I, you know what? I'd have to think about that. So you're saying Benning and Pogliarvi for Athanasiu? Athanasiu needs to get paid. Scored 30 last year. He's a restricted free agent. Keep that in mind. 128 in Edmonton off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, John Shannon, NHL insider on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.